Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. The Andersonville Chamber of Commerce hosts Andersonville at Home for the Holidays a virtual variety show streaming online this Sunday, December 13th at 7 p.m. Tune in for the holiday tunes, warm feels, and shop, dine, celebrate, and self-care from the small business community that needs your support. The program premieres on both the Chamber's Facebook and YouTube with live commenting during the show. For more information, go to andersonville.org. We have breaking news. Oh. <laughs> this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. All right. The Fran Spielman Sun-Times headline reads, Lightfoot plans free vaccinations next year for all adults living and working in Chicago. I'm going to put the scary music down. I don't want to freak anybody out talking about vaccines with the scary music in the background. Mayor Lightfoot on Wednesday outlined plans to distribute free coronavirus vaccines next year to all adults who live and work in Chicago, beginning with frontline health workers and employees of long-term care facilities, many of whom uh, who are minorities. If federal drug administration approval goes as planned, Pfizer's vaccine Thursday, Moderna's next week, the Chicago Department of Public Health expects to receive 23,000 doses later this month with additional doses every week after that. Here's the quote from Dr. Allison Orwardi this afternoon saying, quote, <laughs> we're anticipating in the month of December somewhere in the 100,000 to 150,000 range. We're ready for twice that. We're ready for half that. Uh, Health Commissioner Alison Arwadi said uh, during the first week, the vaccine will be distributed to Chicago's 34 hospitals to begin vaccinating, quote, highest risk healthcare workers. That includes those treating covid patients or working in intensive care units during the second or third week. The city also anticipates rolling out vaccines to staff and residents at all 128 long-term care facilities in Chicago, including both skilled nursing and assisted care facilities. In late December or early January, the city plans to open, quote, mass vaccination sites by appointment only for the remainder of the 400,000-strong universe of healthcare workers who are not based in hospitals. When did the teachers get theirs, does it say? Uh, I sent you the link, but uh, I'm looking. I don't see anything. Yeah. Huh, that's interesting. Teachers don't get theirs. Hey. All right. Before I go off on uh, Mayor Lightfoot and the teachers. Uh, yeah, I don't know. What do you think, D? You think they're going to they're gonna make good in this one? Every adult? Is that what it says? Every adult in the city of Chicago? Every adult, adult living, living, comma, working in Chicago. Living and living, comma, working in Chicago. So I have to parse this. I haven't seen this story. Uh, and uh, I was interviewing Monroe. I didn't have time to read what you sent me. So I'm like, Sergio, I can't do two things at once. Um, I gotta, I, I'm a little skeptical about this. 
So the living working in Chicago doesn't mean you if you live and work in Chicago or it's one or the other. So if it's like people coming in from the suburbs, they're getting it too from the city of Chicago. I have a hard time believing that. But uh, I would it would have been nice if she had just like just thrown out teach the, whatever the life administration's thing about Chicago teachers. I don't quite understand. I know it resonates with voters. I see that uh, there's a lot of hate for teachers and the Chicago Teachers Union out there. I see that letters to the editor blasting teachers. And, you know, so if you say something nasty about teachers, you pretty much guaranteed you're going to get a favorable editorial in the Chicago uh, Tribune and maybe even my beloved bright one, the Sun-Times. So it's curious that she didn't mention teachers uh, in that. I mean, if you're going to open up the schools, they are frontline workers. And they're living in Chicago. And they're living in Chicago. So I'm they thinking they live in Chicago. I'm thinking teachers yeah. are included in that, right? Yeah, but they specified the people who were getting it up front. I was just listening to the story that you read as you read it. I've not read it myself independently. And they were specifying the people up front who were getting it. It didn't mention teachers, frontline workers like in a hospital or whatever, nursing homes, who all deserve it, not saying anything. So I, uh, I'm going to overcome my uh, nervousness and fear of uh, – uh, the vaccine based on the Sun-Times headline. It's so funny. Now the Sun-Times is saying, yay, take it. And this morning they got the nurse on the front page saying, shot or not shot. So I got to overcome that. You know, D, I got a fear of of shots anyway, needles. I have never shared that with you. That's why I don't have tattoos covering my body. Oh, man. <laughs> Can you imagine me with a tattoo? Oh, God. What would you uh, get? I, what would you get? A tattoo. If you, can get, if you had to get a tattoo, what would you get? Oh, man. I hadn't thought of that. I don't know. I, uh, uh, who's, who's my, uh, when I get a, uh, who do I love more than anybody? Norm Van Leer from the Chicago Bulls, my favorite bull of all time. A little Norm Van Leer tattoo. Right. Love Norm Van Leer, my childhood hero. Uh, later, a friend of mine. So, I don't know. Jimi Hendrix. Love Jimi Hendrix. Uh, I think you should Super go the cool. hipster route. Get an avocado and cheese sandwich right here. <laughs> oh, man. Got me salivating, man, because when we're done with the show, right downstairs. What you do? All right, Dee. What you do? Follow me in this night. Take a piece of cheese, okay. any cheese, put it on a cracker, any, any cracker, cracker. Any cracker. Okay. Put it in the microwave, in the microwave 22 microwave, seconds. 23 seconds? Uh, 24. Let's 24. make it 24. Okay, 24 seconds. You want, okay. the, you want the cheese to melt, okay? Then you take it out of the microwave and take that avocado and smear it on top of it. You put a little hot mustard on. Mm, mm, mm. Is right. that good? Okay. Hey, would you like to tell everybody about your latest Chicago Reader column out now? Yes. ChicagoReader.com. Thank you for asking. And it relates to the whole issue of the teachers. I was struggling with this because last week, uh, Mayor Lori Lightfoot and Janice Jackson, who is the CEO of the Chicago Public Schools, gave an ultimatum to the teaching force of Chicago. And they said, we're opening those schools and you're going to go back in that classroom. And if you don't like it and you don't show up, we're going to fire you. Okay. Hold on, a train going by. Let me see if Rom's driving it. Ah, it's Tom Tunney driving the train. That's funny. He's got a cinnamon roll. Hmm. So I gave that ultimatum last week. I've been following 
Chicago public school leaders and mayors dealing with the public schools for many years, many, many years. Before that, before I was a working journalist in the city of Chicago, my mother was a public school teacher. So I would listen to her tell stories about the bureaucrats who run the public school system. So I had to ask myself, if I were a Chicago public school teacher, would I trust CPS to set up a safe haven now, I know, D, all the epidemiologists are all saying schools are not super spreaders. You can go back to schools. We should open up the school. I know that's what they're saying, D. And I know that uh, many Democrats, liberals, it's a, it's a favorite theme of liberals. I think every Chicago, I mean, every New York Times columnist is compelled to say, open up the schools. And they always say this because they're so worried about the uh, divide, the inequity between poor kids and wealthy kids. And I share their concern. And I would like to point out, and this will not be the first time I point this out, nor will be the last time. I would like to point out your concerns about the inequities that exist in our public school system, that exist in our school system as a whole, should not be limited to moments when the teachers and their teachers unions are protesting some policy that's getting shoved down their throats. Just putting that out there. Like when the teachers say, we need more nurses in our public schools, pause to let Brown line pass. When the teachers say we need more social workers in our public schools, when the teachers say we need more librarians in our public schools, or we need art, or we need drama, you should not say to them, shut up, get back in those classrooms. The kids need to be in school. Why is there only a concern by the powers that be in this country about the inequities in our school system when teachers are protesting against something that they're being forced to do? I'm just wondering that. So, for instance, in the case of the pandemic, absolutely. It's really unfair. It's exacerbating an inequity that exists. So poor kids who don't have access to tutors or can't go into what those little pods that uh, parents are setting up where they bring in a teacher to tutor their kids, like groups of kids and everybody's safe. Yes, it's a disadvantage and they're further falling behind. Yes, every year they fall further behind and this pandemic is exacerbating that. So here's a piece of, I don't know, the vaccine on the horizon. Here's a radical thought. Why not triple the amount of money spent on poor kids in school so that we can bridge these inequities, bridge these gaps? I don't know. Why don't you fight for poor kids at a moment other than when you're trying to beat up teachers? That's what. That's just my thought, D, on that issue alone. So going back, do I trust them? I tell the story in my column about one Chicago public school teacher who is pregnant and doesn't want, uh, wants to be exempted from having going back to the classroom. And you just read that story and, t- and ask yourself, do you trust the Chicago public schools to do the right thing by their teachers? I will point out again that Mayor Lori Lightfoot is at a metaphorical war with the Chicago Teachers Union. We talk about this all the time, D. She cannot stand Stacey Davis Gates. And I wouldn't be surprised if Stacey Davis Gates feels the same way about Lori Lightfoot, although whenever she comes on the show, D, 
She doesn't come out and say that, you know. I wouldn't be surprised at this point if the Chicago Teachers Union is looking for someone to run against Lori Lightfoot. These two forces have been at each other's throats since the runoff, when it was Lori Lightfoot against Tony Prickwinkle, and the Teachers Union threw threw down hard behind Tony Prickwinkle. So I understand that Lori Lightfoot has a tremendous animosity toward the Chicago Teachers Union. That's pretty clear. I think she should put it aside. I think she should put it aside at this moment. And I think she should reach out to the teachers union and bring them in to city hall and deal with them the way she deals with the restaurants and show as much what forgiveness to the teachers union as she does to Tom Tunney who voted against her budget and yet still He's chairman of the zoning zoning committee who opened up his restaurant in violation of J.B. Pritzker's order and Lori Lightfoot's order and still gets to be head of the zoning committee, still gets to be one of the most powerful politicians in the city of Chicago, even though he blatantly violated the rules about indoor dining. Show the compassion toward Stacey Davis Gates that you show for Tom Tunney. And then I might have a little more confidence in CPS's ability or their, whether CPS actually does cares about the members of the Chicago Teachers Union who they are asking to go back to the classroom. So, D, that's what I wrote about in my latest reader yeah, column. It's the latest Chicago reader column from Ben Jarofsky right now at chicagoreader.com to trust or not to trust? That is the question. The Ben Jarofsky column, chicagoreader.com. Go check it out. Ben, you have some tattoo ideas from the live stream chat room. Okay. <laughs> I hope you're writing and these down. Are. All right. We have uh, from Michael Girardi. He says, uh, what about a Trumpocrat blogo tat? I'm a Trumpocrat. <laughs> the Trumpocrat. That's right. I like that. I like that. Uh, I like it too, man. That's uh, not bad. How about uh, in honor of the Chicago Reader and not the band Corn, uh, a backwards letter R? Yes, actually, that's a who who came up with that one? Girardi? Also, Michael Girardi. That's an excellent one. Got my beloved Reader, been working for the Reader since the '80s, so or writing for the Reader since the '80s. That's a great idea. Yes. Uh, let's see here. We got more Ben Jarofsky tat. Tattoo ideas. Uh, well, mine was a cinnamon roll, by the way. <laughs> no, uh, no, sorry. I don't like them that much. Oh, and a shout out to Brianna. Uh, don't forget uh, a porta potty tat. Hold <laughs> on, oh, uh, let me see, D. Yeah, it's still there, still orange. You know what, D? I should take a picture of it and put it on the Facebook page so everybody can see. Yeah, absolutely. Let them see that. I mean, no one's seen a porta potty. Let them see that porta potty. Uh, No, but for real, people would love to see that. Uh, All right, so that's our show for today. Remember, you can follow us on social media, at Benny J Show, B-E-N-N-Y, the letter J Show, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can always send us an email, BennyJShow at gmail.com. Leave your name and where you're from. That's very helpful if you want us to read your comment on the program. And also, you can call the Ben Jarofsky Show. It's true. 708-658-4788. That number again, 708-658-4788. Call the Ben Jarofsky Show. Leave us a voicemail. And if it doesn't, like, I don't know, creep us out, we'll play it on the show. So that's it.